Hey, Len. Hey, JD. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Brandon, yay. <laughs> I'm Johnny Destructo, uh, a.k.a. the Thwip Tribble. You can call me Jadles. Uh, we're here at 4327 Main Street. Len is losing his isht. Uh, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex is the name of the shop. We record here on Wednesdays. You're welcome to join us if you're so inclined. Len? Yo, what's up? Holla your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And it's Brandon, a.k.a. Inspector Space Time Triple. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So um, we're here to talk about some stuff. We're going to get to those things shortly. But, but first, first we, we got letters. Oh, we've got letters. Oh, we've got, got lots, lots, and and lots, lots and lots and lots of letters. Hey, guys. Two questions. One comic book related and one non-comic book related, but adjacent. Ooh. What are, in your opinions, the most underrated and overrated comic books slash runs of all time. Who, who's this email yeah. from? Well, I'll tell you who it's from. Gerard... Way? Okay. Gerard V? Gerard? Gerard? I don't... Yes? Gerard. Yes? I don't... <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I feel like, look, it's G-E-R-A-R-D. Right, it's Gerard. Which is Gerard. But for some reason... It could be Gerard. It I, could I feel be. Like, I feel like he came into the shop... And he told me his name, and I was like, well, that's not how I envision that being spelled. <laughs> so now every time I see the name, I'm like, I'm going to say Jared? it wrong. Jared? I think it's Jared. That's I've, I believe it's – yeah, I think it is Jared. Okay. I think it is because I was like, that is not how that's spelled. Okay. Right. Anyway, uh, hi, G-E-R-A-R-D. Uh, thank you for your email. <laughs> so, guys, his question is, what's the most underrated and overrated comic slash runs? Underrated and and overrated. Scott so Snyder's get... Batman is overrated. <gasps> it's not bad, but it's overrated. Oh, wow. I got to agree with that. It is overrated. No, People well, act I mean, like it's like God's gift to comic books. I mean, it's right? not that. Yeah, but I mean... Maybe I'm just not seeing over the, all the overrated ratings. To awesome. me, outside of introducing the Court of Owls, which, again, is very easy to just go back into the history of Batman and you poke yeah. somebody, you know, plop somebody in there, um, I think it's a little hit and miss after that. I liked all of it until heavy. What was it super, super heavy. heavy? Bat Bunny. Yeah, I did not like the James Gordon. All of a sudden, he's a twenty-year-old with like abs. Yeah. I didn't. Like, yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah. I didn't like um. Zero year. No, Death in the Family. No, which 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 was the his his attempt at um Batman Year One. Yeah, zero year. year. Zero, zero year. year. I didn't like that at all i liked it but i in fact well it's weird i liked it a lot i think it was a little lengthy yeah it was very lengthy but i didn't like it that's a problem in a lot of i've noticed in a lot of comics that go a little long well i know that um noel on spoiler alert from this week which i have yet to release because i'm still editing it uh noel is dropping justice league because there's been like 23 or no 27 how many issues of justice league a lot um 30-something, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's still telling the same story from issue one, sort of. That is, I and that's Scott Snyder, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's Scott Snyder and James Tinian. Yeah. And weren't they, like, switching off issues for a while? Yeah. So there's there's that. But it's still, like, a long, a long run. What else is overrated? I think Sandman is overrated. That's not fair. You've never read the whole I book. I read three volumes of it. How much more am I supposed to read before yeah. making an no, opinion? That's, that's a fair opinion. Okay. I've actually read four volumes of it. Um, I read one, two, and three. And then for book club, last maybe two years ago at my shop, we did Overture, mm-hmm. which I loved. Overture was great. Um, but yeah, I've read three other volumes. And I was like, nah, it's not for me. Overture, curtains, lights, this is it, we'll hit the heights, and oh what heights we'll hit, on with the show, this is it. It's from the uh, opening to the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show. Um, I was like, is that the Muppets? No. uh, So so you read three volumes, why do you consider it overrated? Because everyone touts it as like one of the best graphic novel series of all time and I it's I don't, just not for me. Maybe it's just maybe it's just the circles we run it, but yeah. I hardly ever see it touted that way. I always see Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. and nowadays people say Saga, Paper Girl, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I don't really see people mention Sandman. I well, do. The, the, well that's because the Sandman is 
it's got some age on it. Right. And because Watchmen and The Dark Knight were very relatively small runs as opposed to the same man it's like you know like what 10 volumes it's an opus yeah i'm not yeah. saying i'm not saying those are bad or anything i'm just saying those are the ones i usually see no so, more. so i think more people have read those right because it's it, you know it's less is less of a commitment you know even though it's older um i never got into sandman so i can't speak to it being overrated or not but. speaking of sandman this is not super relevant. Well, it's kind of relevant. Neil Gaiman actually mentioned he did an Ask Me Anything on Reddit, and he mentioned that the story is going to be the exact same. Because I know we were talking before, we weren't sure, because they said they were moving it to like a modern day. Like they were, they said it's going to be as if it was taking place in modern day. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to take place in like the 80s or anything. So people were curious, like, is that going to change the story? And he confirmed yeah. that it won't. So that's fine. This is Watchmen? Uh, no, Sandman. What about Sandman? There's a new show? They're going to be made? Yeah. All oh, right. What I don't you, know. Underrated, though. Underrated? Oh, um, there was a comic book. It was. It didn't last long. And I believe it was. It was called Chase. Uh, Chase Meridian. I don't think Meridian was her name. Um, she she was basically like a detective in D.C. Um, and ultimately started working with Black Mask and I think the D.E.O. Yeah. Um, Chase Mer- I'm sorry. Chase Meridian was in the Batman movies. Um, that, right. That was um, Nicole, by, um, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a very short run book. It was drawn, if I remember, by... Um. Oh, I just lost his name. The guy that did Batman. I mean, Batwoman. Um, J.H. Williams. J.H. Williams. That was yeah. early J.H. Williams. Yeah, it was written by Dan Curtis Johnson, illustrated by J.H. Williams. Yeah. Yeah, that was. it was short run, but it was very underrated. Cameron Chase. Yes, there you go. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a very good comic. That's from the 80s. That was really good. It was real cool. Very, very... Um, very uh, atmospheric. The, it was from the '90s, early aughts. Okay, not '80s. Oh wow, she wasn't. She didn't. Her first appearance was in 1998. Oh wow. So yeah. Why well, do I think that was '80s? I don't know. That's because I'm that old. Uh, I I remember, and I think they actually have done a big omnibus of it. And I one day I'm going to go back and collect it. I'm actually because I've Googled it. Uh, ComicsAlliance.com has an article titled "Why Everyone Should Legally Download DC's Chase." Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're not alone. It's worth it. I think it's it was, uh, yeah. It's, it's maybe I don't think it's 15 issues. Wow. All right. Is that where the 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 lead character from the DEO? He's got a skull and he wears a suit. Black Mask. Black? No. No, that's not Black Mask. It's no, um, not Black Mask, but but that's where he comes from. He's, okay. he's like a ch- cigar chomp. Yes. He's Doctor Bones. Right, Doctor Bones. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's in there. Yeah, he's okay. In there. Yes, that was in, that was neat. I yep. do remember reading that. Yeah. Um, um, I was thinking of two. It sounds like I'm being a dead horse here, but I don't know that Gwenpool is that highly rated, so I would consider that. Oh, okay, underrated. Yeah. Okay. And then also Starbrand and Night Mask, which was like a six-issue series because mm-hmm. it got canceled, like pretty much immediately. But it was a great story. Starbrand was a character introduced in Hickman's Avengers who was supposed to be like a planetary defense that like the universe like designated that every planet had a defense system. And this kid got this power and he could like warp reality and it was great. And then he ended up having to like go to his first he was a freshman in college with his friend Nightmask who was like an alien being that looked human but it was an alien creature and so like it was supposed to be about them like dealing with college while also dealing with, like, cosmic-level threats. And then after the first arc, it got canceled. Aww. It was real sad, because it was great. Yeah, I remember that coming out. I read the first issue, and I was like, that was cute enough. Yeah. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't <laughs> keep up with it. I have, uh, with the help of Brandon, thank you, I do have something that I think is underrated. Not enough people are enjoying it right now, or giving it a shot, because I think that the property has sort of ground itself Um into the earth mm-hmm. but teen titans i think adam glass has been writing it for the last year or so and there's a new team oh, that's where the one with lobo's daughter crush yes yeah and um damien is the leader mm-hmm. and so yeah it's, it's a new team um with some characters that we've seen before but some new characters as well and uh it feels like old timey just 
balls to the wall fun Teen Titans, and I think a lot more people should be buying it. I only have two subscribers in my store for it. Oh wow! And for me, like a book like Teen Titans should have more people reading it monthly, especially this iteration. I think is a lot of fun. Mm. So, I think the problem is that a lot of people didn't. A lot of people read Damien and other things, and it you need a the right writer for Damien. Yeah. And if you don't get it, then a lot of people hate him. Yeah. And I think he turns people off from books. But, mm. like, Damien's not that bad if the right, if it's the right writer. Yeah. So, yeah. I have a comic that's overrated, but it is good, and I do like the comic. Sure. But I don't believe that Saga is the second coming uh-huh. of comic books. Sure. Well, yeah, that's Second Coming by Mark Russell. There you go. It's it's a very good comic book. I enjoy it a great deal. But I don't see why everybody just craves it so. Mm -hmm. And like comic book stores can't keep the trades in their stores, you know, at all before Mm -hmm. they're just like grabbed up like that. I think a lot of it has something to do with either comic, longtime comic book readers enjoy the very kooky almost dada-esque elements of it where Mm -hmm. it seems like they just have a bunch of words on a wall on post-its and brian k vaughn and fiona staples just throw darts and they just tv prince uh head okay look it's a prince with a tv for a head okay do you know what i mean like that sort of stuff um cat uh lying oh it's a cat that tells you you're lying lying cat it feels very much like they're just putting words together. Right. Um, and then going, oh, this is a thing now. Rocket ship forest. Mm-hmm. And for for a couple of issues in the beginning, you go, they're talking about a rocket ship forest. And in your head, you're going, is it, what is, what is a rocket ship forest? What does that even mean? It's exactly, exactly what, it what it sounds like. It it's, it's a rocket, rocket ship, ship forest. forest. Right. So um, I, th- I think there's a whimsy to it and a fun, and it doesn't take itself too seriously with certain things elements true while the themes themselves are very adult and um very well handled Mm -hmm. and the character work is very good um all that i agree with so i think that appeals to longtime readers but then it's also what i I found one of the most popular books when it comes to people who haven't read comics before it's highly recommended a lot yeah um so people come in and they're like i don't never really read comics before and i i sell more copies of saga to those people than i do to uh than i do other sorts of properties that's true and because it 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 doesn't take itself too seriously it's not really wordy yeah and it's new so you can pick up on what's going on yeah. relatively i mean and it's not superheroes and right it um it has more sci-fi fantasy elements to yeah, it it deals with adult themes but in a fun way yeah that okay. I, I think it sort of exhibits what comic books can be at their height all right. But yeah. I understand if you, if you don't think it's worth all the hype. Yeah, it's worth the hype. It's just not worth every piece of hype that yeah. there is in the world. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Because I do like it. And I enjoy it. And I collect it. So. Good. Nice. Thank, oh, and then he's, he had another. My, this he had a second question. I had to reopen my phone. Gerard. Or Gerard. <laughs> or now, Jared. With the new Star Wars movie on the horizon, a thought occurred to me. This is the end of the Ray, Finn, and Poe trilogy, and I don't feel sad about it. Or, rather, I don't feel as sad as I want to feel about it. I like the characters fine, I like the performances from their respective actors, but I don't feel an attachment to them in the way that I do Luke, Han, and Leia. Is this just a product of me being older and having more sentimentality towards the original trilogy, or can anyone else validate or explain this? Thanks! Um... What do you do? You guys care about the new trilogy of Star Wars that have been coming out? Let's start with that. Well, it's tricky for me because the new trilogy got me into Star Wars. Yeah. So like, between the first movie and the second movie, I read like twelve books and comics and played games and stuff. Because you're so, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard for me to like care about these people I've only seen in three movies. Yeah. When I have these other characters, I spent so much time yeah, with. Yeah. So I don't care as much, but I still have a special place in my heart for them just because. They're what got me into the, yeah. the whole thing. And I feel like that is the case with every experience of mm-hmm. Star Wars because I have 
younger friends who their favorite movie is episode one because it was the first Star Wars they ever saw. That's their entry point, yes. Yeah, and they were like, well, that was the one I saw when I was six, Mm -hmm. so it's my favorite, and it's the best one. Mm -hmm. So nostalgia goes a long way when it comes to, um, I think, ratings, rating your, your favorite Star Wars. So... Um, I care about I care about them. I've enjoyed the two movies, um, yeah. and I've enjoyed them a great deal. I I think it does, like you said, it depends on where you get in. Mm-hmm. On it, uh, you you live for you live for the original trilogy and those characters because also because they are you know, have been parts of everything Star Wars. Everything Star Wars, all roads have been in some way leading to them. You've been learning more about their backstories, you know? So it, it makes sense that you're, you're, you've been engineered to care about mm. them more than these, these newer characters, which is why so many, so many people, I think, so many people have um, a negative reaction to The Last Jedi because The Last Jedi, through some of what people were hoping for, mm-hmm. were connections to you know all that came before, and it said, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going here. You know what I mean? But um, I, I enjoy it. I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to care as much as for them as much as the original trilogy but to be honest I love the original trilogy I love those characters but I'm not like you know beholden to them or anything like that so but that but that may more be a product because I'm a Star Trek guy more than a Star Wars guy Uh, my answer is that I don't really think of them as a new set of characters to me when I think I take a step back and I look at Star Wars as a property I'm sad that the nine episodes are wrapping up. Not that it's those specific characters, but mm-hmm. this these new three still feel like to me a part of four, five, and six. I think because there was so much blending of the original characters still in there, with yeah. the introduction of these newer characters. Yeah, right, right. I don't think we've had enough time to focus on these newer characters because of that blending. And who's to say this is the end? Yeah, well, they did. Yeah. They said this is the end of the Skywalker trilogy. Yeah. That doesn't mean this is the end of Rey and Finn. True. It doesn't mean that at all. That's That's my thing, though, is like, they don't feel like a group. Like, I didn't notice that until, like, The Last Jedi... At the end, Poe shakes Ray's hand. He's like, "Nice to meet you." Yeah. Like they—that's two movies that they didn't meet. Yeah. So, it, that, like, they're supposed to be our three leads, and yeah. two of the leads haven't met each other. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I do. I really do have a soft spot for Ray. Right. I like Ray a great deal. I like watching her. The actress is really great. Um, I feel like uh, she's a lot of fun to watch, uh, and I just enjoy her and her relationship with. Um, Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Those are the two characters that I like watching the most out of these three. Um, well, these two so far yeah. has been their dynamic, not so much the buddy buddy dynamic. But I, I think that uh, in Ray, played by Daisy Ridley, you have someone who is dynamic enough, has proven it in the movie so far, and more importantly, young enough mm-hmm. that you can wrap up the sc- Skywalker story mm-hmm. and now continue on with her story. Yeah, I would because, like to see more of her. Because we know there's going to be more Star Wars movies. So while this may be the end of Skywalker, it ain't the end of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I don't see them now trying to create a whole new you know, character, a bunch of characters. Well, they are. Yeah, but Ryan I don't- Johnson, there's a whole new trilogy that's not involved with the rest of the but we don't know what that is. That could be past. Who knows? No, but I'm, what I'm saying is, it's right. new characters. It's, <laughs> no, it's going new to be... characters, but it doesn't. But it doesn't pre- mean that Ray or Finn won't be a part of the movie. Right. Okay, sure. You know sure. what I mean? You know, upon which everything is centered. Yeah. I would definitely would like to see more of them moving forward. I would too. Um, I feel like we're just scratching the surface with those characters, Very and I much. definitely want to see more for yes. sure. Um, thank you so much for the email. That was wonderful. We got another one. Did we? We did. From Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. Ooh. 
let's see. So he responds to a couple of things uh, that we've seen before that we talked about earlier. Okay. And, let's get to oh, new stuff. Who would you cast as She-Hulk? Oh, that's right, because they're doing a She-Hulk show on Disney+. Plus. My choices are in this order, Michaela McManus from Law & Order SVU, Rosario Dawson, and Eva Mendez. Uh, I... I definitely agree with the Rosario Dawson pick. She-Hulk. Okay. First of all, we're never going to get a live-action representation of my comic book, She-Hulk. By John Byrne? Which is John Byrne's She-Hulk. Of course. It's just not going to happen. It's not humanly possible. They'd have to genetically engineer this woman. Yeah. Right? So. Or get... Bridget Nielsen. And de-age her. Yeah, about 50 years. And even <laughs> then, have you ever seen those pictures when she actually was going to be She-Hulk? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. They were back in the, this must have been like the mid-80s, early 90s. She was trying to get a She-Hulk picture made and actually did some pictures of her done up as She-Hulk. And... Brigitte Nielsen was a good-looking person, but that was not a good-looking She-Hulk. That was not I a good look. I have seen this picture. <laughs> I have probably, I want to say maybe in Wizard Magazine yes. or something yes. way back in the day. Yes. Um, I feel, I, the, the, the outfit is bad, <laughs> but I feel like if he did some makeup, no. some green ma- No. In a whole different outfit. Anyway, go ahead. No. So She'd have to be full CG. To do to be basically yes, John Byrne. Yeah. Yes, to be John Byrne. So short of that, to match the tone of the She-Hulk that I think they're going to go for in the in this series, which I think is going to be based on Dan Slott's run of She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. I would cast Emily Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Emmy is it Emmy? Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum from uh, Shameless. Okay. Because she. She is. She's funny. She can do drama. She can get over online. She's a very good actress. I think she's a very underrated actress. Mm. Um, she can do physical stuff. I think she's a little bit of slight of built, but I think that just like you did with, um, you know, Wonder Woman, she could be built up to to reasonably pass as She Hulk. Mm-hmm. That and she's tall enough that. Be believable. That's who I would cast. Brandon. I would say Emily Blunt. Because mm. I'm mainly thinking of Edge of Edge of Tomorrow, I think it was called. Yes, she was with Tom super Cruise. Athletic in that and really like you like you felt like she could she could really kick some butt. Yeah. So I would I would say her. To be fair, she's you know, we were talking earlier about how anytime any physical role is is on the table for a woman, uh Ronda Rousey comes up and the other MMA woman Gina Carano. Uh, Gina Carano. The, everyone just goes, oh, those two, because they're the only ones that people can think of who can be strong women, I guess. Um, Emily Blunt does Emily also. Blunt yeah. is mine. Every she single time up. there's like a strong female character, I'm like, Emily Blunt, do it. What, what's happening? Well, She's ever since, to Brandon's point, ever since she was in uh, Edge of Tomorrow... She's come up on almost everybody's Because she's so good in that. She is Yeah, very, she really owns that movie. Very good in that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of people who come to mind. Um, but I feel like for this version of the character, I'm not entirely sure which one to pick. Because I did see a picture of J-Lo. As, uh, she certainly has a physique um, that you could paint green. Yeah. Um, you know who would have worked? I mean, you you went Bridget Nielsen back, you know, back in the way back. I didn't machine. want her. I said you said that no one could be the John Byrne Green uh, She-Hulk, right? And I said she could have been. I'll, I'll tell you someone physically. Got you. I'll tell you somebody who could have been, but she is now too old, and that is the actress Gina Torres. Ah, oh. she could have. Definitely <laughs> been um, John Burns. So yeah, everybody I'm thinking of is either a little aged out of the bracket mm. um, or not, they don't have the personality for it. I'll give you an example. Uh, Jessica Biel, I think, has the physique and she's badass uh, to be the badass version of She-Hulk, but I, I feel like they're going to go younger Right, they want someone younger if they're going to start a franchise. Yeah. Um, so she's a little old for a, for a 
young startup franchise. Um, and, and then I thought Mary Elizabeth Winstead might be kind of cool, but then I don't really think she's as funny as, as um, uh, some other options might be. Yeah, because I, mean, I feel like She Hulk is. I don't think Emily Blunt's that like that funny. Mm-hmm. No, see Emily Blunt actually can be very funny she she's actually very good in mary poppins Mm. mary poppins return she's actually very good in that and i saw her of of all shows um because of my lady was sitting there and watching that that ll cool j um lip sing oh lip sync battle yeah, That's, she in it. Yeah, and she's important. she's on there against um, her husband, right? No, she's no. up against uh, her best friend. I didn't know it was her best friend, um, the, the newest Catwoman, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Oh wow! Yes. Okay, her thank and you. Anne ha- and they are both having. The only reason I could even sit and watch it is because you could tell they both were just having buckets of fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, Emily Blunt can be very funny i like mary elizabeth winstead and i liked her in things like scott pilgrim but she's a little dry yeah because she's well is she dry or has she only been asked to play that well she played a comedian in a movie recently and i still she was still i still didn't think it was good okay um, so i i don't know you gotta come up with someone jd we did i'm i'm gonna say jessica biel then I said it. Okay, I did it. Although I still, I, I, I we could also, <laughs> we could also put Rosario Dawson in anything. She could paint her green. If Jessica Biel's aged out of it, Rosario Dawson's aged out of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but no. 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 <laughs> you know, I was thinking just give that woman work. <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't work for various reasons. Starfire. <laughs> You're gonna say like uh, Mark Summers, <laughs> um, Starfire from Titans. Oh from Titans, yeah. yeah, she'd be interesting. Yeah, she would. Yeah, she'd be interesting. Yeah, she <laughs> um, also, Connor Leslie, who plays say, Donna Troy. Wait a minute. Honestly, wait a minute. Let's, so let's, lascivious on this podcast. Let's say. Let's stay with. Oh, oh, now you want Donna? Oh, Donna Troy would be good. Yeah, that would be good. Do we have other, any other letters? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, thank you so much for. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's not it. That was the only the only one question so far in his in his email. Um, let's see. I like Starfire. <laughs> oh, as for the whole incel slash Joker discussion, the idea that everyone will find someone eventually, it just takes time, is a flawed premise, Len. While I did eventually find someone for a brief time about eight years ago, I am currently single and will probably stay that way. The whole thing was a fluke slash bad idea, and I regret every bit of it. Mm. That has nothing to do with the incel Joker discussion, does it? It has absolutely nothing to do with okay. it. Okay. I mean, I, okay. tangentially, I guess. The... Uh, what? I don't have a lot to say on anything else you talked about. I didn't finish Titans and my subscription lapsed, so who knows if I ever will. I did see the Disney app is going to have the animated Spider-Man series from Fox and X-Men the animated series, so I can't wait for that. Yeah. I suppose instead of origins, I like rebuilding stories. I want to see a story that takes place after the asteroid hits Earth, Deep Impact, or we have a new Ice Age, the day after tomorrow, or aliens have attacked and the the world unites to fight them, Boogie Nights, where people are forced to rebuild. We get a little bit of that with Walking Dead, which is why I love it so much. Chris St. Saucy, good night. Now, I got excited because I saw animated Spider-Man series from Fox for the Disney app, and I mistakenly thought he meant there was a new animated series from Spider-Man coming from Fox. No, he just means the best Spider-Man series, the 90s one. Oh, yeah, I don't really care. All right. I got excited because I was like, new Spider-Man. Oh, I don't care. It's not. It was awesome. Um, has anyone watched Marvel's Spider-Man? No, but I heard they did Superior Spider-Man, which is cool. Yeah. I didn't watch it, though. I think it's on, like I've seen little tidbits on YouTube, mm-hmm. but I don't think I have access to it. So hopefully that'll be on the Disney Plus app. Or not, Although, not, yeah, I don't, yeah. where, where did you win? Where did you hear that it was going to be available? Because I know a lot of people have been coming up with stuff from the Netherlands thing. So for people who don't know, um, Disney Plus is out in the Netherlands as a beta test. Oh. But the Netherlands has different copyright rules than we do. 
So some of the things that are available there won't be available here. Right. So I don't know if they have announced that Spider-Man will be available or if people right. are getting it from the Netherlands thing. Do you think that Warner Brothers would be okay if Anna Diop, who plays Starfire, actually does also play She-Hulk? Just for you, Lynn. I think yes. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be great for it. They'll be okay with it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was there for the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because um, that's actually very good casting. Yeah, yeah. But to your question, what was your question? <laughs> you were saying you heard that um, Spider-Man and X-Men are going to be on the Disney thing. And I was wondering, yeah. did you actually, hear Actually, what that? I heard is that it's going to be not only the one from the 90s, but it's supposed to be, if not all, the majority of the older Spider-Man animated series are going to be on Disney+. Plus. Now, there is some question as to where or when they yeah. will be available on on the uh on the app. Um and I don't I don't think there's been any determination of that just yet. I don't yeah. think they're part of the beta test that's happening in the Netherlands though. Mm. Cuz yeah, like a lot of things are going to be tricky. Like there's only going to be like five MCU movies on launch. Yeah. Yeah, there could so, yeah. I mean you you got to you know you know, tease this stuff out. Yeah, but just for you, Len, I heard Gargoyles is going to be on there. I know you really like Gargoyles. Well, not only Gargoyles going to be on there, like most of their their um, weekday afternoon shows from yeah. the nineties. The Aladdin the, show. The, the Aladdin. It's going to be great. Uh, Hercules. Her- okay, that that'll be there too. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I didn't like the Hercules show. But I didn't I, like but, either of them that much, honestly. Um, but Ducktales, the original Ducktales, Rescue Rangers. Tailspin, they're going to be on there. Darkwing Duck, all of those are going to be on there. Ooh, I wonder. I'm if excited that... to have all of these on at my store. Yeah, even if I don't watch them, just have them on in the background. That's what I'm saying. And you'll have bundles of kids sitting on your floor, going, "What's this? Dang it. This is so old." You, you know what? I think some of that stuff will appeal to them. Oh, it will. I got real excited, but then I realized it's a Warner Bros. property. There was this show that was Looney Tunes. But it was like in the future. It was pretty much Batman Beyond, but Looney Tunes. Uh, yeah. Oh no, no. I loved that show. No, that will never <laughs> that surface again. I haven't seen it since there I was like, a kid. They were but like I loved superheroes it. or something. Yes. Or like, that awesome. will never surface. What was that again? So cool. I forget. It was something tricks. It ended with the IX that every '90s thing had. It was called Poop Tricks. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was stupid. They all wore black costumes. It was dumb. It was idiotic. It was made no sense. It was ill-conceived, and it lunatics shall, unleashed. That's what it yes. was. <laughs> and it shall never see the light of day again. It will not be hitting DC Universe app. It will not be hitting the HBO Max. It's so ever. cool. It so is it started, really it was, not. It ran from what, two thousand and five to two thousand seven. And trust me, that's just because they had a contract. They wanted to dead that after the first Remember season. how I said I wasn't sure if it was good? I'm looking at pictures now. It's definitely great, guys. It's awesome. It's, it's, <laughs> you know it's not. You know it's not. That is garbage. It looks so funny. <laughs> it is so bad. The voices are horrible. It is so bad. I love it. And, and, and you're looking at the stills, which are horrible. The animation was wretched it genuinely looks like batman beyond mixed with Looney it does <laughs> not you hush your mouth you stop it i love it batman beyond was honestly a it kind of show. reminds me and this might be because of the time it came out it reminds me of the legion of legion of superhero show no no <laughs> no you're just picking fights now. no no i genuinely because <laughs> it came doing? out around the same time so I i'm know, genuinely it's it's it, 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 no stop it Stop it! It's garbage. I like it. It really is bad. It's badly done. You don't. But you were young, so yeah, it's I fine don't remember, that you remember it. Remember it. It's fine. That like you, I said, there are people who liked episode one of Star Wars. Yeah, so. but they're wrong. I'm yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so are we? Are we done? I think we're done with his email. Yes. Yeah. All right. What do we want to discuss this week? Anybody? Who? What do you got? Well, he brought up Titans, and a new episode of Titans has come out. We want to do well, that. Well, we watched it. Yeah. Listen, Len, here's the thing. I was talking about how I really hated the first half hour of the first episode of season two, and then I really liked the second half of it, and then I really enjoyed the previous episode to this one, Mm -hmm. and then you're like, you got to watch the new one, and I said, was it good? 
Got to watch it. Well, is it bad? Got to watch it. But your the your the way you were acting made me think there was something so bad in this episode mm-hmm. that it would turn me off of the show forever. It would be a turning point for the worse. And so we sat and watched it, and I kept we finished it, and I went. What was, I kept waiting for the thing. What's the thing you hated so much? And then I feel like your complaints were just television show complaints, which are valid complaints, but they're so they run so rampant through freak of the week television um, that it did it didn't occur to me that it was something egregious. So you didn't like this new episode of Titans on the C not CW app. The DC, DC Universe app. app. No, I don't like it. This this new show that I'm paying for, mm-hmm. so I'm paying to watch it. That is a key component to my 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 rant here. Yeah, that I'm paying for this. So the idea is that at least as Netflix has taught us to believe that when a streaming service is putting out something that is you know, drama related or um, that is similar to something that you might find on regular television or on cable, they are going to give you a product that for whatever reason is going to attempt to be a cut above that because they understand that you are paying for the pleasure of watching this. So they have to give you something at least that's a little different, a little better, be it in the budget towards the set and special effects or in the storytelling of what is happening. Sure. And that is what I thought they reached for in season one of Titans. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they all always hit it out the box but i could see them making that attempt this especially this most recent episode this is cw the show Mm -hmm. and that is what has annoyed me these characters are making dumb mistakes that take me out of the the show it takes me totally out of what i'm watching Mm -hmm. case in point you've got You've got uh, Robin and Beast Boy are going to on a spoiler alert for this spoiler episode. for episode three of season two of Titans. Robin, Robin and Beast Boy are going to do reconnaissance Ghosts. of a villain, yeah. right? Doctor Light, Doctor Light. Okay, they're going to go reconnaissance. They they figured out where he is, but they just want to go make sure. And they're doing this as a way to kind of like look big for for their gods, for the, for the older titans, right? Yeah. They go there, and Beast Boy is just dressed in it. You know, he's got on his sweatsuit. His hoodie. His hoodie or whatever. But but Jason Todd, Robin, is robbing out. And he's like, yo, I thought it was just reconnaissance. Well, yeah, but we're going after Dr. Light. Yeah. So you never know when we're going to be running into. So, yes, I'm going to come prepared. So... Meanwhile, you know, psychologically, he's trying to get over on on Garfield, but his reasoning makes sense. Yeah, because I'm going to go look at look after a supervillain where previously earlier, just two scenes earlier. Yeah. The four mature Teen Titans went out to go fight Dr. Light. (laughs) They weren't going to look for him. They were going to go pick a fight with Dr. Light. But they stopped at the Gap first yeah. and put on their khakis and their jean jackets mm-hmm. to do it. Why aren't? They, why don't they have on their costumes? Because it's Doctor Light, and they felt like they didn't need to put on. No, all No, they didn't because Doctor to... Doctor Light has already taken two attempts at their life, Damn. so they already know that he's 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 coming with yeah. the pain. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's Damn also. It. They thought he was big enough for them to all come back together for. Right, yeah. and if he's big enough for all four of us to go out there, maybe we may need to armor up a little bit yeah. to, 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 go, to go fight him. But they go fight him. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Dr. Light, who came for a battle, yeah, yeah, yeah. is armored up. Wearing his CW outfit. Wearing his C- oh. stri- straight from Arrow. Yeah. Finn and all. So bad. He comes for the fight. He's ready to bang out. You know, he he even injures uh, one of the Titans. 
It's fallen with a grave injury. I bet it wouldn't happen if he had on his armored gear. Yep, yep, yep. But no, of course his khakis are going to take. They're going to take an L. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, Donna Troy. All of a sudden, has the magic ability to make a rope appear yeah. out of nowhere. She doesn't even have a belt on her jeans. So where does this rope appear that she then lassos a motorcycle and throws it at Dr. Light, who yeah. is running away from her? Mind you, he's running away from her after we already sh- saw her exhibit a po- a bit of super speed of her yeah. own. Yeah. So why didn't she just run? Couldn't have been more than twenty feet at that super speed at Doctor Light, who's not moving at the speed of yeah, light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just bop him on the head with her super strength. So my answer was going to be, well, if she's running at super speed and she's hitting a human uh, at super speed, maybe that is too tough. But then my next thought was, oh wait, she lassoed a motorcycle. <laughs> And murdered him with it, and he got up fine. But like, I turned to you. Yeah, I was like, you said she just <laughs> murdered that man with a motorcycle. And then, of course, the next, in the very next scene, is like he disappeared. Right. So I'm like, you hit a man with a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, man. Uh, those are all valid things. I didn't notice the lasso thing. It, Brandon had come up with the thing, like maybe she I just think, keeps it in yeah, her jacket. She keeps it under her jacket. It's no. literally a very thin, small rope. It's it, not like true, but it's she's wearing a bolero jacket it's not it i'd give it to you if she had on a full-length coat or something it the coat does not crust her behind at all and i definitely want uh you know the way wonder woman wears it on her hip you want to i want to see which would make sense just bring it with me um but i i can also make allowances for it's magic it's a magic rope Okay. Maybe it, maybe she summons a magic rope. Mm. I don't know how mm. how the magic here mm. works. It's magic. Mm. Um, mm. But if but she I bought did... the rope, why wouldn't she have put on her costume to go fight Doctor Light? I'm saying she summons the rope. So even if she, she I didn't say she brought the rope. She summons the rope because <laughs> oh it's God. magic. Oh my God! Now. I will concede that uh, I thought the very same thing when they all went out and they started fighting Dr. Light in their civilian outfits. Mm -hmm. Because my first thought was, do you guys not have uh, secret identities at all? And maybe they don't. We can maybe you know because they're not the Titans anymore. Maybe they are. Maybe it is common knowledge who they are. I don't think it is. No, they're just walking around looking normal. Um, But then I also think, well. I I think about Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi movie where. They see Tobey Maguire without his mask on in the um, on the L. Yes, but they explained that away because all of those people don't know who he is. That's my point. That's what I was getting to. Okay, I'm like just because you see people fighting, you'd be like, oh, one of them was a brunette. Okay, yeah, I mean, so no, it's not I like, don't care about the mask thing, but, but your, yeah, your armor. You got hemmed up because you weren't wearing anything. Yes, so why didn't you wear the? Yeah, no. I think I got an answer to the rope. Oh, I pulled up the scene. Uh huh. Looks to me like she's pulling it out of her pocket. Now let's all. Oh, let's all look at it. Do you want to? Whatever. I still think it was the pocket in the third episode, but we looked at the second episode, and it definitely looks like it, it comes, comes out, out of nowhere. I think she's summoning it because it's magic. Right. Here's what I think, Gwen. You know how I used to talk about Black Lightning and how I liked it a lot, and then you were like, "It's not so great," and then suddenly I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you know how suddenly I, I had problems with every little bit of the show? Right. That's what I think is happening with you. I think you've become disenfran- dis- in- disenchanted from the show, which is fair. And I think now you're noticing things that you didn't notice before. That's true. Because one of the other things that I, I, that I noticed, that I take note of on this show, is... And this bothers me about a lot of shows. And so I, I look, for, look for it in better shows. And better shows, that this problem... It, doesn't appear where the titans are does not look lived in yeah it looks very set dress i mean there's now eight people living in this joint and the chairs are always perfectly askew there's no paper around and that just bothers me now part of that is me being disenchanted with the show and all and all the bag wig work wig work that's going on in this show but it, again, I think it's just very CW. But now you said that the that better shows don't do that. But I think Doom Patrol does the same thing, and we both agree Doom Patrol is a great show. Doom Patrol is a better show. Okay. See, but but here's the other thing. Here's the, here's the thing though, and this is what I'm going to say. I'll give it a pass if 
okay, you can't give me better special effects. You can't, and maybe some of the the characterizations are just as befuddling to me as they are on the CW shows. But if the writing is a cut above, mm-hmm. then I'll give you the pass. Yeah. Such in the as the case with Doom Patrol. I don't think this writing is. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I'm still enjoying it, you know, because I turned off this episode looking for the thing that you said was going to that I thought was going to be so bad mm-hmm. that I would all of a sudden turn my my heels on the show and, and briskly walk away. But uh, I finished this episode going, oh, that was, that was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. I'm still enjoying it enough that I'll continue watching it, mm-hmm. especially since I'm paying for it. Yeah. But it's just it, that does. I will tell you that the level there are levels to these things. And for instance, this is not a show that I would sit down and watch if my wife was in the room wanting to watch something. Mm-hmm. This is something I watch with you guys right. or by myself after she has gone to work and I'm having a cup of coffee or um, if it's my day off, I'm like, oh, I'll catch up on Titans or something. This is not a thing that I would subject my wife to. It's not premium, right. prime time. Yeah, as premium. opposed to like, say, Daredevil. Where right. we would like sit down as like it's time to sit down and watch some Daredevil. Yes, um, not because it's not a, a comic book show thing. It's just a quality thing. It's a quality so, show, and so. there's and there's the difference. I had hoped that Titans would be Marvel's Daredevil. DC's Marvel. Or DC's Marvel. DC's Daredevil. Right. Yeah. yeah I guess yeah. It, would, it would be DC's Daredevil yeah. quality wise, which is what I was hoping for from all of these shows. Really, all of them, and I think for. To a degree, Doom Patrol has it on a little, like, a quirkier in nature. Like, I think Doom Patrol, you could take Doom Patrol and stack it up with the other show from the summer, superhero show from the summer people raved about, Umbrella Academy. And I think it compares relatively favorably Mm -hmm. with it. I think Umbrella Academy is maybe a a step above, but it still is favorable. Teen Titans, this this is CW with curse words for the most part, and that's primarily these last couple of episodes. I'm going to yeah. stay in, See stay it in it, yeah. but that's what's bothering me. Yeah, because I, I still enjoy The Flash, so I mean, saying CW show doesn't automatically mean I'm going to hate it, um, but it definitely has echoes of it. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? I don't know. I got oh. questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your question? He looks so pitiful. <laughs> he said, I don't um, know. Come wait, there was, no, we did that. Okay, so I had a question. Um, I've been thinking about this for a while. What would you guys want as your? Uh, what would you do the Mister Miracle treatment for? So, like, what character would you give the Mister Miracle? Like, and take, by the Mister Miracle treatment, you mean? I mean, like, take a character who has been historically one way, and you would look deeper at what makes that character tick, and give them a a new, not a new story, but a, like. Add a, add something to their characterization. Sure, sure. A revitalization, maybe. Yeah, that's the word. That Tom King did. Right. That Tom Miracle. King did in Mister Miracle and Vision. Mine is Miles Morales. Hmm. Uh, I love the character. I really enjoyed everything that Brian Michael Bendis had done with him in the Ultimate Universe. But ever since he came over to the six one six regular Marvel Universe, he has been a. Uh, 11th, 12th, no. How many toes do people have? He's been an extra toe. Um, 11th, right? It's just, <laughs> there's no Miles Morales story that I could pinpoint and go, this, this is the Miles Morales. You gotta, the movie was great. I can tell people what movie to go see, but um, as far as a comic book, I would like them to do something big and important with Miles and give him something that makes him different than Peter because right now he's just another Spider-Man. Well, he has a lot of things to make him different, but they not where it counts. Thank you. Yeah. Why do you think that is? What what happened? Because he certainly was, you know, like you said, everybody saw him as like this wholly different character from Peter before. Mm. And, and when he came into the 616, what did they do? What did they strip of they him? They took away his supporting cast Yeah. for the most part. Really? And they took away the fact that he was in the much same way when bringing back Barry Allen gets rid of the Wally West Barry Allen dynamic dynamic of passing on the mantle and trying to live up to something. Now you've got they're both alive again. There's also the fact that like at one point he was leading like basically the Marvel the Ultimate Universe's Teen Titans. They were called like Young Ultimates, I think, mm-hmm. and he was Terrible leading name, them. But yes, yeah, and they had their own like their whole crew and everything, and now none of them. They're a fun little team, too. Right, yeah. I like them. 
But um, yeah, oh, there's man. just there's just nothing. He's just extraneous. He feels extraneous, and I don't want him to feel extraneous because I like him so much. Is also part of it, and I don't know because I haven't read. So you'll tell me. Have I know while they haven't de-aged Peter, have they kind of editorially pulled back on him a little bit so that he more resembles the Miles Morales has he taken on some of the Miles Morales characterizations that he had in the Ultimate Universe? I would say it felt like Miles took Peter's characterization to begin with and like meshed it with his own. Like he had his own stuff but he also had Peter's stuff and so now that he's in the ultimate uni- in the main universe, the the aspects of him that were from Peter are less interesting because we also have Peter. If yeah. that makes sense. So, mm. But to to answer your question, I don't think they've given Peter any mild stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's just a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It, it it really is a shame because Miles, you know, is not that old of a character. Right. To for you to already want. Like for them to reboot him. Yeah, I don't want to reboot. I just want them. I, do not change him. Well, do not do anything. Just have him involved in a very important and engaging story. They tr- they keep trying. Honestly, they. I mean, he was sort of important in Civil War Two. Yeah. They tried to make him the leader in Spider Geddon, and so yeah. they keep trying. But it's just. But both his, of those stories were bad. Yeah, he needs yeah, his they, own universe. Yeah, send them back to Ultimate. My Marvel hero, which might be happening. So I'll I'll stay in the Marvel world. My Marvel hero would be Ben Grimm from the Fantastic Four. Oh. Now I appreciate that they've given um, Sue Storm a comic book. It's very good, and I've heard I've heard good things about it. So Ben's got one too. Does he? Yancey Street. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Just that. it just dropped. Yeah, just okay. Like two weeks ago. My thing is, I just chose Ben Grimm because almost every time you read a story about Ben Grimm, it's the same old story. Mm-hmm. He fights with the Human Torch. He goes fighting along with the, the kids at Yankee Street like he came from the 40s, which mm-hmm. he hasn't anymore. Um, he's down and out because I'm a monster and not a man. And all that. So I would love to see somebody like tweak it. I would love Ben Grimm to have a storyline akin to She-Hulk where he embraces that, yes, I am the ever-loving blue-eyed thing. Mm -hmm. Love me, bitches. (laughs) Mine. It's a weird, weird one. Real deep cut, I feel like. Casper the Friendly Ghost. (laughs) No, but we know his origin, remember. Um, (laughs) So there's this character in the Robin series named Johnny Warlock. And he started as, like, he was a gangster, but not a big-time gangster. Like, he was, like, a wacky. And There's a Shiva's gang, right, or something? No, it was... In um, France? No. Is that the same? Mm-mm. Oh, I think you're thinking of someone named Lynx, maybe? Yes. Yeah, but this is a different guy. So he... Nice. He... Robin, like, intercepted him doing something, and Robin, like, webbed up his hand with something, and... He and Robin had been, like, kind of going at it. Robin had been, like, real sarcastic. So the guy was, like, embarrassed. And Robin was like, don't shoot your gun. It's going to blow your hand off. Mm-hmm. Guy shot the gun, blew his hand off. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the thing he'd stolen was, like, a demonic artifact. And he opened it because he was going to try and, like, copy it and then steal it and then give it to his boss or whatever. Point is, it got attached to him. And he got demonic powers. And the demon, like, talked to him at all times. And he could... This is a Robin comic book? Mm-hmm. Gone. And so, but he was the only person who could hear the demon. And so he had all these demonic powers, but for some reason he couldn't heal his hand. And the demon kept telling him, you could heal your hand, but you just don't believe you can do it. So what I would do is I would embrace the aspect of, like, is the demon real? Mm-hmm. Is it not? Does he just have these powers? Is he insane? Yeah. And I would, like, explore that a little more. That's kind of cool. Sounds uh, like it's got elements of kill or be killed, possibly, yeah. which is an image yeah. book. Just you don't know if there's a demon in it. You don't know if it's really not. Mm. That's basically it. Yeah. Um, that's cool. What's his name again? Johnny. Johnny Warlock. Warlock. He had a different name, and then when he got magic powers, he's like, "Call me Johnny Warlock." Yeah. He could have called him Johnny Demonic. <laughs> then he got a girl. He brought her back to life, and he started calling her Warlock's daughter. She had no relation to him. That's weird. <laughs> just yeah. My DC character. I actually have two. One. My first one would be Vixen. 
Mm. Um, it's primarily because of the crush I developed on Vixen as she was animated by Bruce Timm on Justice League Unlimited. So I would love to see whatever comic book iteration of her done in that style. But I don't think they've done anything super interesting with the character. Dwayne McDuffie tried to do something with her when he took on Justice League for a minute, but the editors that be sabotaged his run so so uh, mercilessly that it never really got off the ground. Um, so I'd love to see them do something with with Vixen. Anything, you know, anybody interesting, just you know, make something happen with her. Uh, and then the other one would be Icon and Rocket from the Milestone yeah. era. Now, they've always been talking about Milestone is going to return one day, and I can't wait for that day, and I'm tired of waiting for that day, so I need somebody to do something with Icon and Rocket now. Okay. Hey, we have guests. This is the beauty of doing this show in a live comic book store, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very special guest in the building right now that has stepped into the hero complex introduce yourself to the audience max aka the worthiest of tribbles <laughs> here live he, he feels so happy when he says it <laughs> it's his smile so we've got a question on the table max um if there is a character in comic bookdom that you think maybe deserves the for lack of a better word the Tom King, Matt Fraction kind of reimagining or, or you know, uh, change up the way they're using in like maybe a limited series. Sure, sure. So, uh, last time I was on the show, we were talking about favorite animated series. Mine uh, that I did not think to mention Batman, the animated series. Go to episode of that Heart of Ice. Oh, yeah. Love Mr. Freeze. Love the origin story we have there. That was an Emmy award winning episode. Yeah, it was phenomenal. So since that came out, and well, not since that came out, since I re-familiarized myself with it, I've really longed for some more Mr. Freeze stories. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the character I would go with for that. Uh, you could do some sort of like creepy sort of, he's got Nora Freeze frozen up, uh, sort of Weekend at Bernie style. Maybe he's okay. positioning her up around the house, you know, make the neighbors think there's nothing weird going on, but you walk inside and it's below freezing in there. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that could be, that would be real cool. Yeah, it would be a little creepy. That would look pretty pretty cool. Did you ever see um, the anim- their animated movie, Batman Sub-Zero? Yes. Yeah, that was pretty good. It too. was. That yeah, was pretty good. Yeah, th- th- Mr. Freeze is always, as a character after they put him in that series that everybody now just really like loves and yeah i haven't seen any uh, i've really done some research haven't found any storylines with him that are like acclaimed it's like he's not featured in comic books as much as i think he deserves to be no he's not no he's not yeah we've got another guest in the building ladies and gentlemen it was always. It, this is what happens when you're you've got a, a an active comic book shop here in Maniunk, where you should be coming to get your comics if you're in the Philadelphia area, forty three twenty seven Main Street. It's the best. Introduce introduce yourself to the audience. Yes, I am. Um, my name is Matt Kelly, and I am the uh, creator and I think on my business card it says founder of Nandovi Movies, which is a YouTube channel that. Um, I run where I talk about comic book movies and comic book characters and stuff like that. Cool. Then you are the perfect person to answer this question. What character do you think deserves such treatment? So I've always been a big fan. I've like always been a big fan of the more aggressively weird villains in just like DC characters, Marvel characters, doesn't matter. So like you're... Your Captain Boomerangs, although I think they've kind of gotten the the, uh, the attention, and like I like what Tom King has done with um, with Kite Man and guys like mm-hmm. that. I see. I don't know exactly how you would do it because I think they've taken shots at it in the past. But I would love a story where, and I think maybe instead of starting a family, he could like try to start a small business. Would be like Modok tries to break oh, away from okay. the supervillain thing, okay. and just tries to make an honest shot at it because he's really in inherently he's like kind of evil and he's like crazy. But really, George Charlton was just a guy who worked for AIM that got thrown into this experiment and ended up being like you know turned into a supercomputer villain giant head guy. But maybe he had big dreams of, like, you know, being a technology salesman or something. And 
considering the way that like consumer technology and and, and like um, you know like iPhones and stuff like that right. has progressed and and Google and Apple as companies I'm surprised that outside of a few instances a super villain has never decided to do that instead yeah exactly you know like I can invent nanobots might as well also become you know the like become the richest man on earth the right, way the right. rest become of the leader do. of that industry exactly because you have the capability so I would say Modoc but again that's just me kind of I've always wanted more Modoc material and I'm always like have you ever read um Modoc's 11 it's like no it's, no. It wasn't all that terrific. It was it was fun, but it was like Modoc just assembling a team of like the Spot and Mentalo and just random characters for an Ocean's Eleven style heist. Where I forget what he was actually trying to steal from AIM, but this was at when he was like kind of shut out of AIM, and uh, everyone had some hidden objective. But just like kind of having him trying to manage stuff was fun. And right. Go through different like non Modoc-y tasks, but. Um, but yeah, so I think maybe him, although like, yeah, I mean, I, I see, I have not read all of Tom King's Batman, but like the war of jokes and riddles, I think maybe sold me on that being like the perfect version of kite man. Otherwise I'd like to make Hell yeah. some version of that. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so, he's so, so fun and so likable and also so tragic and <laughs> yes, yeah. tragic is the word. It's, it's, it's terrific. And, uh, so yeah, I would say I would say Modoc. There's probably a lot of like really C and D tier villains. Oh, and I'm a ton like, of them. He's got an interesting power and a weird backstory that's kind of a sentence usually. Mm-hmm. Like, what did the Condiment King do to get there? You know, like <laughs> guys like that. Kind of could, that could be interesting. Although he's probably not at the top of anyone's list. I don't see him being at the top of anyone's no, list. Yeah. But uh, the Condiment King might be interesting uh, to to pull something with. Modoc is a good pull though. Yeah. I, mean, I like Modoc. Condiment King, by the way, only Batman villain who Batman has never defeated, right? As we all know, because he attacked Batman once, slipped on his own mustard, knocked himself out. So technically, <laughs> Batman had the, nothing to do with it. Technically, that is true. Technically undefeated. He's he's rolling batting a thousand as far as he's concerned. Well, um, get out while the getting is good. Exactly. If I yeah. were him, <laughs> you know, I would just leave it alone. Um, that's a good one, Modoc. You didn't think of Modoc, Brandon? No, that Modoc though. He um he featured in Gwenpool a little bit, and he did, and actually right. pretty cool in there. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking about that. And there was the Modoc uh, Asgard's assassin uh, hmm. like mm-hmm. series from during Secret Wars. It was also kind of fun, mm. and that's why I think you can. It, there's there's flashes of like. They're trying to take this character in a different and do direction. Something, yeah. yeah. And it seemed like for a while, especially in the like mid 2010s, like 2014, 2015, they wanted him to be just a big old meme. Cause they used right. to do Marvel used to do a short series on like I forget what it was called. On, was it TLDR? No, it was different than that, but mm-hmm. similar. It was called I want to say it was called like Marvel WTF or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it okay. was like animated. Well, I guess I don't know what you call it. Like stop motion animated action figures mm-hmm. playing out like little jokes about like US agent has to go get a thing. And Modoc was the main character of that. And it kind of made me go like, oh, they want their own Deadpool and it's going to be Modoc. And they were kind of shopping around. Um, but I think that kind of exposure to this very like vain and um, what's the word for it? Kind of like a. Not like self-deprecating, but just very, like meta, insecure character that, okay. that Modoc can be made him made him seem fun and like a guy that you don't see too much of. But it is just like I feel like they've not necessarily done the Tom King like really stripped him down and given him like a normal kind of not normal life but like mundane life behind the scenes. They have taken a couple characters that like um, when they did. Um, uh, what was it? Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Was that what it was called? With like Boomerang? Yep. And some yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, they that's did that. Kind of like, mm-hmm. Not exactly that, but like, you know, that behind the scenes minutia stuff, which is fun. But a lot of that harkens back, especially with the villains, to 
classic Flash and his rogues gallery. Right. Because you, you know, over the years start learning all of their backstories. Like the the Flash's rogues gallery, one of the few ones people know a lot of their real names. Yeah. You know, you know about, you know, Captain Cole was Leonard Snart and, and, and his sister was the Golden Glider, you yeah. know. So, um, and they became like almost like, uh, Second Bananas, they almost became co-stars of the Flash comic book for yeah. a long time, you know what I mean? So a lot of that harkens back back to that, um, which is always cool. It was always, that yeah. was one of it's, the better parts of the golden Silver Age Flash was his, was his Rose Gallery. It's brutal that he's never gotten a good movie because those characters are all... And I guess if you, you know, the show has exposed people to a lot of them, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, guys like Captain Cold, Boomerang, who is, who is in the Suicide Squad movie now, but like, you know, um, the, you know, the trickster, the yeah. top mirror master, they're all really fun. And I think if you put them in a, not necessarily like Spider-Verse, but more colorful DC movie, all closer to Shazam, I think people would really respond to them. Almost, they, I feel like people would see them as like, like parody batman villains but just in the idea of like these guys are not as serious but like kind of similar but they still can do some some damage yeah and they've got personalities which is yeah something that um that i I think people would dig yeah yeah i would would like a fact i always said i would like a flash movie i would like a flash animated movie yeah i think it would be cool because then you don't have to worry about the limits of showing at super speed and you can just go balls to the wall you mentioned uh into the spider-verse if if you had the creative team into the Mm spider-verse they did a flash movie what what yeah it'd be wild it'd be over it'd be done son in a second in a second i would be that i would finally care i don't even care if it was barry allen flash i would be there but what about all the flash movies that have i mean at least one that what has flash movie flashpoint sure i mean yeah it's not a flash it's a well oh, he's, okay he's there yeah he's it's a major like, thing in there i'm, I'm trying to think if they're because they have made i forget about those dc animated direct to dvd features but if you're i mean if you're thinking about that too he's been a pretty major feature on the show on like the, yeah, the Justice, Justice League, League cartoon he was pretty much he's the, the main character the main guy. yeah he's definitely close so and he's prominent in, in, and well I guess not Flash Kid Flash was prominent in Young yep, Justice for sure you know for much the same reason see it all goes back to what I said <laughs> the best thing a Flash can do is, is die, die. <laughs> yep that's a good point make room for the next Flash <laughs> Well, and do we have anything else? Nothing but our salutations. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. I've been Johnny Destructo. If you want to help us out on the show, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. And oh, I also have started doing a thing for the Patreons where every Tuesday or Wednesday, I will grab a book that has not yet hit the shelves, and I will do a thunder round. Thunder round. Where I just, uh, I give a one-minute review of that book. So at least you got some knowledge going in uh, when on your Wednesday visit to the comic shop. A comic shop not unlike 4327 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Maniunk, Pennsylvania. Brandon, where can the people find you online? No, no, nowhere, but come here. All right. <laughs> Glenn. Hey, you can check me out on Twitter at the Bat Tribble, or you can find me on all the social medias under Black Tribbles. And I'll give you a heads up. Look forward coming around the Halloween time for the debut of the Black Tribbles uh, very own YouTube studio where we're going to do a very special Halloween special to kick things off and tell everybody about all the great things that we're going to be doing on YouTube including a new show called Super Saki which promises to be a whole lot of fun okay cool I'm I'm just as curious as the rest of the people Um, anything else? Bye (laughs) 